Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am the CEO and founder of J Intel, a nonprofit organization that bridges the gap between faith-based and therapeutic resources. Being an overcomer, visionary, and God's creation, I empower women with their emotional wellness and intimacy with God to live abundantly. In this podcast series, we reveal that our wellness is not just physical health, but includes mental and spiritual health. True health and well-being include all three aspects. We transform our lives when we care for our mind, body, and spirit. Welcome home. I am so excited to have you back for our new segment. Yes, we are about the mind, body, and spirit inspiration. Before we jump into this episode, you know what we about to do. Yes, that is our wonderful PSA. Please subscribe to our channel on whatever app you listen to podcasts. Of course, while you're listening, go ahead, rate us, and leave us a review. These small acts make a huge impact. Thank you for listening to our wonderful PSAs. Now, back to the show. I must admit, I am blown away at how much I run my mouth. Yes, I do. We've been doing this for five seasons. Yes, each year we get better like that good old fine wine. As I thought about our episodes over the year, I'm over the years rather, I must admit that it never gets old telling my business. I surely do hope that at some point it has helped you to navigate your journey. I know not everyone's experiences are completely the same. However, it sure does feel good knowing that you're not the only crazy person around town. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I was just making sure that you was paying attention. We are not crazy. No, we're not. I'm just seeing if you were listening. But we are normal, just like everyone else. Anyways, I want to check in with you. How are you doing with feeding your minds and spirits? We've had plenty of people on the show talking about the importance of feeding your minds and spirit. We've had people encouraging us to not be stuck watching the news all the time, especially during this pandemic season, because it can feed and, and make us feel gloomy. We also talked about moments to breathe, <sighs> exhale, and manage our self-care. Again, how are you doing in these areas? And I know, I think I asked these questions or similar questions in our last podcast. So thank you for being on repeat with me. Anyways, in terms of our feeding our minds, have you ever had a situation where you had difficulty identifying the truth in a situation? Thus, feeding your mind with truth. I think one area that is most common is how we think of ourselves. I previously had an experience where I could not stop thinking negatively about myself. Before I tell you the specifics about this situation, I want to know, do you have moments where your day does not turn out as you expected? 
You know that phrase, someone woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. What does that mean? Well, it means that you started the day feeling tired, unhappy, uncomfortable, or grumpy. If you wake up rested, happy, and ready to tackle the day, then you definitely woke up on the right side of the bed. Well, one morning, I woke up more tired than my usual tired. I started my normal morning routine, but our sister was dragging. As the day continued, I became extremely sad. I thought about being alone. Ugh, the plagues of being single sometimes. But despite my obvious life state, I felt as though something else was happening. I could not pull myself out of the rut of negative thinking. As I thought and thought and thought, I started to become fearful and fearful. And, you know, I'm going to be honest here and say, and it's taken me a long time to get to this place, but I'm going to be honest and say that my fears are not valid. I have a good life. My crazy experiences have tremendously calmed down. I have to say this is the calmest my life has been in a good minute. So I asked myself, girl, what's going on? Why are all these emotions trying to slap you up in the face? I tried everything I could think of to shake myself loose from the mental anguish. However, my self-talk and praying did not help me one bit. I was stuck. Yes, I was. As I had this experience, I began to think about Saul in the Bible. I remembered his story because he had a period where an evil spirit was tormenting him. At that moment, yes, I did. I felt tormented by my emotions and thoughts. Even though our experiences differ, that is, me and Saul, we have certain things in common. And before I share about our commonality, here's a little bit information about who is that Saul? Saul was the first king in Israel. Initially, when he was picked as king, he considered himself the least of the people to be chosen. As time progressed, he no longer obeyed God. On several occasions, God sent his prophet Samuel to guide Saul. He used Samuel to lay out his leadership plan for Saul. But for some odd reason, Saul did not do as the Lord asked. There were many times that he thought he did exactly what God asked, but you know what? He never did. Eventually, and it took some time, but eventually Saul finally fessed up and stated in 1 Samuel 15, 24, that he was more fearful of man than God. The outcome of his fear was that he did not obey God. And there are two characteristics of Saul that I identified with. And that was, no matter what, Saul did not hold on to the truth. And God even sent Samuel he sent people to bring him back to the truth, and yet he just could not hold on to it. 
The second characteristic that I could identify with Saul was that fear. And that fear led to a place where his priorities changed. And yes, it was. This is me being consumed with my negative thinking, not consumed with the truth that God revealed about my true identity in him. Also, at the moment, I was living in a place of fear. Enjoy being stylish. Our community partner, Back to Jesus, is a faith-based apparel and accessories online store. When you purchase items with our logo, you are proclaiming God, who has control, the Spirit, who gives us strength, peace, and comfort, and Jesus, who is our refuge. Turn heads with our stylish products while praising Him. Shop at backtojesus.us to purchase items. Let's get back on to Saul and his story. Yes. In 1 Samuel 15, 11, God finally states, I regret, and oof, I regret that I've made Saul king, for he has turned his back from following me and has not performed my commandment. And sometime later, God interrupts Saul's life by sending an evil spirit to torment him. I'll be honest, you guys, when I read that, I was like, whoa, okay, oh, okay. And I was like, uh, God, uh, do you think that was a bit harsh? And, and then I thought, shucks, I'm always telling people, yes, I am. I'm always telling people that God is not going around crushing us for our actions. And then, I'll be honest, I had another thought. I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't really share this passage because I don't want people to go around thinking that God is trying to crush everybody. And then the light bulb went away and the light bulb was like, girl, you can't explain the way the Bible. <laughs> you can't make it fit your own way of thinking. Even though we've met many people and we've had many experiences where we change it for our benefits. but. Here I am talking about his goodness, so I can't go around changing his word. But anyways, he snapped me back into reality. And I'll be honest, the reason why I have such difficulty at times of hearing this message that God kind of disrupts our lives to get our attention and, and in the process really separates between his will versus ours is because I've had numerous, and I mean numerous, church services where somebody was telling me that I ain't doing good and that uh, I'll say, if you don't shape up, the Lord gonna punish you and you going to hell. Uh, yes, I've had many, many of those sermons. And then you know, like when you would sit and listen to it, you get all uncomfortable and your insides kind of burn. And then you have this perception of God that no matter who I am or what I do, I'm never going to be good enough for him because his standard is so high and I just can't meet his standard. Yes, I have gone through that journey. So when I was reading this passage and seeing that God interrupted Saul's life to bring an evil spirit to challenge his life, I was like, ooh, ooh, that, that hurts. Ooh. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, despite my experiences and despite 
individuals only given one perspective of God, I must embrace all of God's truth. And yes, God has a standard. In this particular case with Saul, Saul repeatedly disobeyed God. God told him to go right and he would go left. And one of the things that I also noticed in this story, it, it came it was like a little light, again, my little light bulb that went off was that at a certain point, Saul knew that God was against him because of his behavior, but it did not motivate Saul to change his ways. For some odd reason, despite knowing that God was against him, he did what he wanted to do. He basically was so focused on himself that he was unwilling to step outside of himself and step back into God's place. And some of the things that he did, you know, he was trying to kill David. He was bringing people back from the dead. He he, He was just doing some stuff because he was wrapped up in the truth that he created for himself. And you see, there's a lot going on with Saul. And again, there's so many things where I can just relate to why he did stuff. And to be honest, I fell into the trap numerously with fearing men more than God or condoning my behavior, thinking, "Mm, it's not that bad. Oh yeah, I'll repent later. You know, God knows what I mean. And thus, in the midst of choosing my own way, I continue this cycle of destruction. And how about you guys? Like, what areas in your life have you made the statement, I need to change this, but I'm just going to do it later? Or I'm just going to do this one more time. Hey, I'm just human. Like I said, I've been down this rabbit hole numerously. But what does God do? He grabs Saul's attention with an evil spirit. He wanted Saul to understand that he did not agree with his actions. Like God was in a somber state because Saul literally walked away from him and chose his own way of being. And as I share all this wonderful information with you, you might be like, girl, what does this got to do with feeding our mind and spirit? Please, girl, get to the point. Well, first, before I get to the point, I want to iterate, reiterate rather, uh, that God is not in the make us crazy mode. However, he will use situations and experiences to grab our attention. Second, it's so important to feed our minds on truth and not ourselves. And, you know, talking about self-care, you'd be like, come here, that's talking about yourself. Yes, that can be. Or, you know, I said, go take time and, and invest in your community that you, that's talking about yourself. Yes. However, in identifying those elements for your well-being so that you're healthy and engaging with people healthy, that's completely different than being consumed with yourself to the point 
that you're unwilling to listen to the truth or facts that's around you. Two different things. So I just want to clear that up. Two different things. It's about feeding our minds with truth, those living things that breathe and helps us to become or strengthen our well-being, those things that keep us from living in negativity, that, that self-talk that, that gets us to a place where we cannot be in our true identity with God. And I'm going to put this little shameless plug in here because we do an incredible workshop where we focus on changing our thinking. And basically in the workshop, we get to the bottom of that negative self-talk and provide methods for changing our thinking while deepening our faith. Another thing that Saul's experience really highlights for us in terms of feeding our minds with goodness and truth is that when we focus on trusting God and allowing his truths to guide us, we don't live in a place of fear. Mm-hmm. And it's because that fear, we're so looking at people in that fear or experiences in that fear. But living in God's truth, it shifts our perspective. It forces us to turn around, look at something differently, and it, it forces us to be anchored in something else instead of those experiences. And so when we're feeding our minds on this goodness, on this truth, yeah, we start building our strength. We, we start becoming more encouraged. We start seeing God in good ways because we realize that he's with us and not these crazy circumstances that's making us think he left us. No, he didn't. Anyways, because I'm getting all carried away as I normally do. But these three elements, the three elements of feeding our minds with truth, knowing that God is not making us crazy, and trusting in him, these things, they all help us to not repeat dysfunction. And that repeated dysfunction, it leads us away from God. So. There's another key component in Saul's story to why I thought about him during my bad day. You see, by the afternoon, I was like, uh, when am I going to get out this rough negative thinking? Uh, when am I going to get out of this moment of sadness? And after I attempted to pray, while quasi being on my knees, I went to the computer. Now, this is actually a special computer. Because this special computer has DJ software and a ton of music. I don't know if you know this, but in my past life, I was a DJ. <laughs> yes, I was. Boy. Oh, my uh, my DJ name was uh, Kia B in the mix. Yeah, it brings back fond memories. And we did a lot. We did a lot of little shows. We had some gigs. We was out there hustling in my youth. But, you know, I really enjoy music. And for some odd reason, at that moment, on my knees, I went to the computer and I started playing around with the DJ software, mixing, coming up with little songs and tunes. And 
And afterwards, man, it was a great feeling. Yes, it was. As I played the music, lo and behold, that crazy fog over my brain began to lift. It was like magic. I couldn't believe it. And once I finished my faux DJing, I felt great. I was smiling. I was walking around. I had a little strut in myself. It was wonderful. It, and it was, it was simple, too. It wasn't overly complicated. It was music. And in that moment, my mind returned to me. And it was such a great relief. Again, I can totally relate to Saul. In, in 1 Samuel 16, 23, it states, And whenever the harmful spirit from God was upon Saul, David took the lyre and played it with his hand. Now, most of you guys, y'all know David and Goliath, where David killed the giant Goliath with just a stone. But before David set his eyes on Goliath, Saul picked David as his armor bearer, and the rest is history. Anyways, every time David played music, Saul was refreshed and the harmful spirit departed from him. And boy, did I feel the same way that day. That dark spirit left me when I was playing some good old music. Yes, it did. And you know what? <laughs> because of this experience, like I wanted to share my experience as well as this passage with you guys. Because I don't know if you ever had those moments where you're like, oh my goodness, that's actually true. That did happen. And it sure did. What I read about Saul and how music impacted him, oh my goodness, it happened to me. Yes, it did. I digress. In all of this, in that, that day, I needed something to help shift my mindset. And we see that something small like music can have a positive impact. And be before I, I close out on the story of Saul, I, I want you to see another important element about God's character. And that is that even though he does the unthinkable to grab our attention, he still extends grace and mercy. In Saul's situation, God could have easily let Saul remain tormented night and day with that evil spirit. However, yes, he did. He allowed music to drive out the spirit while refreshing Saul's spirit. And so in this situation, God provided a tool, which is music, and a person, which is David, to provide relief. In our little podcast, we always highlight the benefit of tools and safe people to enhance our wellness journeys. Saul's experiences provide an example of the power of tools and people. Now, we'll be honest, we all know on, on good occasions, a lot of those occasions, People can make you feel just a little crazy. They would, you know, they drive, you'd be like, Irv, you don't walk away from me right now. But then there's others who help us through our journeys. And just like how God used Samuel to help Saul, he used David to help Saul. Like God kept sending people 
to him to get him out of that rut of his own way of thinking to embrace truth, to embrace positivity, God's positivity in his life. And so I'm excited about, you know, the things that I've shared. And I also, you know how I get, I get a little nerdy where I'm like, okay, I had a positive experience here. What is really going on in my brain where music has such a positive impact on me and my mental alertness? So you know what's next? That's right, y'all. We have a special guest coming to the show starting next week. And she is an audio therapist. And we're going to dig deeper into using music as a tool to help with our emotional and mental well-being. And you know what I'm going to say next. Yes, I am. Which is come on back next week and, and listen and learn another tool that can and help guide and strengthen your well-being. Thank you for listening. I'm so excited to be able to talk to y'all again because I do enjoy talking. And of course, I will see you next week. Have a great one.